Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Talkback time with Smithy. Call now, 0800-150-811. It's 25 away from 10 here on SENZ. Ricardo Paul in for Ian Smith. It is Talkback time, 0800-150-811. Get in touch and uh, let's talk some sport. There's so many things to cover. We haven't really even talked State of Origin yet, but of course State of Origin 2 last night and... The Blues absolutely smashed the Maroons out uh, in Perth. 30, uh, sorry, 44-12 it was the final score. So we could talk that. We could talk the cricket. Of course, been talking a little bit about that. And then the other story that has uh, come up this morning has been a story coming out of the All Blacks that there has been a COVID outbreak. The All Blacks have updated us. They have said that uh, Ian Foster and John Plumtree have both tested positive for COVID and are isolating at home. And David Harvey and Jack Good, who have also tested positive and are not with the team in Auckland. Braden Enor has joined the team, apparently. Uh, so... For a lot of people, David Harvey, Jack Goodhue would be the starting uh, midfield against Ireland. What does this mean? Is it going to be Roger Tuivasa-Shek and Rico Yuani? Is that going to be the starting midfield? Or do they look at something different? Do they play maybe Geordie Barrett at 12 with Rico at 13? Play Bowden at 15 and, and, and Richie at... Uh, at 10. Uh, there is some speculation that Will Jordan may not be 100% either, so we will have to see. Uh, can you get your take on that though? 0800 150 811. 0800 150 811 is the number. Michael from Tutakaka joins us. G'day, Michael. How are you? Ricardo, how are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Uh, what was it you wanted to talk about uh, Well, in, uh, in this tool back time? A couple of quick things. The cricket was the first one. Yep. Um, I, interesting listening to your interview with Blundell, Mike. The pitch has dried out, it's turning, and we've gone in with no spinner. Mm. I mean, I think our problem now is that uh, Stead particularly, but probably Kane Williamson, their thinking is all wrong. Um, to me, that like you can see what Baz has done with England, but it's the same style of cricket that the Australians play. We've just become way too conservative, right? Like, we've taken eight batsmen into this test and three frontline bowlers. We've, we've taken no spinner. England have played a spinner in every test, and now the pitch is turning. I mean, seriously, it's it's. I think our thinking's all wrong. I think um, we need a need a need a need a change of coach. We need someone that's more progressive. I mean, Steve's done a good job. Don't get me wrong, but he's been there for five years now, eh? 
and you know it's probably time for some new thinking. Right, I just think they're making it's all coming down to the selection of the team. You know. Yeah, well, I think the team's regressed, understood. To be fair, I think they've gone backwards. I know yep. they've gone older. Uh, you know, they have gotten a bit older, but I mean, they only lost BJ and Ross last year. But they feel like they have definitely regressed. I mean, we drew a test series at home with uh, an understrength South Africa and Bangladesh, um, which, you know, that... I mean, I losing to England and England, you know, a lot of people will lose to England and England. A lot of teams have done it over the years. A lot of good teams have done it over the years. But those two, te- uh, those two test series, particularly, big question marks. And then, as you say, around some of the selections here, particularly, I mean, if it's so obvious to England that Headingley is going to spin, that Jack Leach is bowling in the first innings after 14 overs and in the second innings takes the new ball. I mean, why aren't we seeing that? Oh, look, yeah, exactly right. The, 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 for some reason, um, both William and, and it's Williamson and, and Stead, right, because they're basically the selectors when they're offshore. Yep. Gavin Larson said that on the radio the other day. They've got an aversion to playing spinners. I get it when, when we're in New Zealand, but we're just um, like... You know, let's be honest. We won the cricket um, championship. That was um, that was probably more good luck than good management. You know, um, you know that should have been a drawn game. It's the only test I can remember in my lifetime that went for six days and not five. And, and the, you know, the weather played a part in it. And and you know, our, at the summer in New Zealand was shocking for results. We we got you know Bangladesh came out here and beat us. And it's just like we, you're right. We're just regressing. So I think a change at the top. Is due. My other question for you, because I'm not really a leaguey, but you are, was that result of the Kiwis versus Tonga a little bit underwhelming in terms of the scoreline? I mean, I, should should we have beaten them by more? We probably should have beaten them by more. I think it was a very good performance by the Kiwis, though. Um, let's get that. Right. that that's, it was a very good performance. I don't think the conditions helped a lot. It was quite greasy and quite slippery. Uh, but, you know, I think if uh, Michael Maguire has any anything to take away in terms of work-ons from there, he'll go back and look at tape of the first 20 minutes of the second half where the Kiwis dominated possession and dominated territory and couldn't score because they probably should have. You've got to give Tonga a lot of respect as well. I mean, they have an all-star forward pack, they've got a fantastic back line as well, they just miss a bit in the halves so defensively they were always going to be solid but they probably, the Kiwis will look at that and think, you know uh, we should have maybe had another 10-12 points on the board, I think but I think it's uh, a, a good signs for the World Cup and you know the other thing too for Tonga is they're probably where New Zealand was say 20 years ago and they rely on guys playing in Super League as well and they will be better for having those guys come in. Someone like a Tui Lolo here um, who gives them a bit more depth and a bit more spark in the halves I think will definitely help the Tongans so um, it's something to look forward to in November come the World Cup thanks for your call Michael, uh, Dean joins us out of uh, Dunners, g'day Dean how are you? Yeah good mate, really looking forward to two weeks time and it all happens here in Dunedin but I, th- I, I don't know that much about cricket but honestly I don't know whether it's relieving Kane Williamson of the uh, captaincy I reckon we've got a similar... Kane's a real problem in two of New Zealand's most marketable sports at the moment, if I'm allowed to say so, but <laughs> one's injured, and to me, fair, I don't even know why he keeps playing rugby, but good on him, I guess, but he's not as good as Dalton Pobbley. Everyone knows. He must know it himself. But what's the cricket? I reckon this started in the 2020, and it, whether it's Kane Williams, I don't know who has the say or who makes the decisions, but we've got a real similarity with, with selections, and i.e. Conway's the you know, the leading light for two years we're talking about him coming into the New Zealand cricket team and finally solidifying the opening with Latham. 
and he hasn't opened yet, really. They put him at four. Mitchell opens in the 2020, which was an absolute disaster. Like, all he was was a Clydesdale at the start, and he finished magnificently. Now he's playing where he's supposed to play, and they can't get him out. Why? Who's making these decisions? Like, that's the problem. Like, he wouldn't... He wouldn't say to Bevan Conway, now where do you want to where do you want to bat mate and he says I'd love to open Bears well Bears isn't going to say well you're not I'm putting you at six yeah. to me it's in the All Blacks as well Like Will Jordan, I've been harping on at this for ages he's the best 15 if not in the world, definitely in New Zealand, without a doubt Will, jo- I mean Geordie Barrett is a magnificent rugby player but he does some silly things at fullback and at 12 for me he's looking okay, I think skill set and we've failed at it lots of times trying to put fullback into 13. But I think Will Jordan would, I mean, Jordy Barrett, sorry, would go there really, really well. But he's not doing a bad fist of it at 12. But once again, because his brother would rather lower his golf handicap than go out and practice a professional rugby player and get every kick over the goalposts, he wasn't that bad. But he just said, no, I'm not doing that. And I'm not playing 15, but I'm playing 10. I don't get it. I don't. I don't. The professional sportsmen, like the coaches, actually are the boss. I would have thought. And if I was Bowden Barrett's boss, I'd be saying, "Mate, I don't give a stuff about your golf. Go get the ball over the goalpost because you won't kick. We're going to muck around the whole backline because of you." Now he's an outstanding rugby player and a real good bugger, so he can do it. He's done it before. Well, I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think on Geordie, to be fair, I, I, I agree that previously Geordie had a mistake in him at fullback. He he kind of wanted to play hero ball a lot, but felt like he got rid of that last year, and I thought he was outstanding at fullback last year. Um, so, and, and I think with the high ball that the Irish are going to give us, you know, they see him as being a, a safe option under that. So I, I can kind of see where they're going, but it's going to be interesting. Then I don't know if you've heard this, but um, David Harvey and Jack Goodhue, uh, alongside Ian Foster and John Plumtree, are all positive for COVID and are all isolating. I've also heard there's a couple more who are symptomatic um, in the back line as well. So the, it's going to impact on this first test by the by the looks of things. So if you've got no um, Harvey and no Goodhue, I know that probably would have been your first choice midfield. Dean, um, do you, do you, yeah, I mean, that, there's some questions there. I mean, and I've heard that um, Will Jordan has is not 100%. Quintu Pyre might not be 100% either. Um, and I mean, so if Jordan's not 100% and you've got no midfield, then then what do you do? I mean, potentially they have to play Bowden at 15 and Geordie at 12. Well, we give Ben Stokes a ring and say, can you come over and play rugby for New Zealand? Because what did he say when Kane got COVID? You can't actually get it if you don't do a test. <laughs> like, I'm sick of this COVID, to be brutally honest, you know? Like, I don't think that's quite how it works, it. Dean, but yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, cheers for your call, yeah, mate. Right. Keep them coming through. 0800 150 811. Uh, Richard from Mawamaru is with us. G'day, Richard. How you doing? Hey, Ricardo. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. What are you wanting to talk today? Oh, I think that we need to start um, addressing this issue when it comes to our spinners, Ricardo, because... You know, when we look back on this three-test series, we've seen Ajaz Patel only bowl two overs. And I just think that that's just not good enough when it comes to Kane and Sid. Because, you know, how can they come out and say that we want to, when it comes to this, and this third test, we were like, all right, we're going to pick a specialist spinner. But, you know, I don't buy that for one bit, Ricardo, because at the end of the day, well, you know, why are we picking Michael Bracewell when we've got Ajaz Patel just sitting there waiting in the wings, wanting to play? Mm. You know, 
when it comes to um, 8 to 11, they're there to take wickets. They're not there to, to score runs. It's just an added bonus. Like, we seem to be so obsessed with lower-order runs. And it's like, when it comes to Kane Williamson, it's just his inability that he just doesn't have any faith in a spinner. It's like, how are we honestly ever going to develop a spinner on our side if we're going to have that kind of attitude coming from our captain? You know, that's where I think that's the forefront of the problem that needs to be addressed because... You know, for me personally, if we're going to, going forward, like, I know we've won the World Test Championship, like, in, you know, when it comes to, you know, our pace bowlers, but going forward, we seriously need to start picking a spinner more often and in different conditions. And that means playing them here back at home on a green summer so they, they can learn to adapt to all pitches either here or across the world, Ricardo. Yeah, no, I don't I don't disagree with you at all. There definitely needs to be some new thinking. Um, and I think, you know, Gary Stead carries the can on some of that. I also think Kane Williamson carries oh. the can. I mean, for everything I understand, he has the final say on selection. Um, Ajaz Patel took 10 for, as we know, in India. He's gotten two overs in this entire test series and hasn't played in either of the last two which uh, seems criminal to me especially when you see what Jack Leach has done for the Poms particularly in this test. Hey Richard thanks very much for your call. No worries Ricardo all good. Cheers uh, Richard there with us uh, 0800 150 811 is our phone number. Life's busy take this deck there's heaps to do on it like um, polishing off this wine that's tough life's pretty good with a Trex deck composite decking with no hard maintenance Trex, the world's number one decking brand.